0: hoping to make it home tonight without being murdered, welcome to Hand of God. pod episode 482 i'm sam and i'm joined this week by chris hey how's it going andres hello welcome and the man with some twitter followers who have very strange ideas about what a dangerous city we live in english town hello um so yeah how many times have you all been murdered when walking around late at night in buenos aires only four
1: Mm. only by myself and probably my drunk state that i'm in Mm. yeah
0: yes for the vast majority of our listeners who aren't sure what we're talking about, uh, Dan got some engagement.
2: I picked up <laughs> a random dickhead on Twitter.
0: What? And uh, one of the more visible pieces of engagement he got was somebody opining that it is literally impossible to walk around the city at yes. night without being killed. Um, so there you
2: go. I toyed with him for a bit, got tired and then blocked him. Uh. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Very uh there have been two rounds of matches in the copa de la liga since we last recorded which was on thursday last week we're recording this on friday evening because dan wasn't available not quite sure when it's going to be uploaded because i have just non-stop work between now and monday but we'll see uh the results since we last recorded have been rosario central 1 independiente Rivadavia Huracan nil, Independiente nil, but it wasn't dull. There were three red cards: two for Huracan, one for Independiente. Unión one, Newells three, Estudiantes two, Tigre nil, Beles oh. three, Gimnasia one. Obviously, just after we start recording, Dan's labour starts, things around the door open. But just bear with us. Racing four, San Lorenzo one, Argentinos four, Banfield two. Boca nil, defensively. Banfield scoring the
2: first and last goal of that six-goal.
0: <laughs> okay. Boca nil, Defensa y Justicia nil, Central Cordoba de Santiago del Estero, 3, Sarmiento nil, Belgrano nil, Godoy Cruz 1, Riestra nil, River 3, Lanus 3, Platense nil, Barracas Central 2, Atlético Tucuman nil, and Instituto 2, Tacheres 2, that was round 4. And then round 5 has happened midweek, ending last night.
2: was about a 15 minute the... interval, right, between the end of round 4 and the Start of round
0: five. Yeah, maybe not even that. I don't know how much stoppage time there was at the end of, uh, of Instituto Tacheres. Tacheres and
2: then straight into yeah. Racing News. Uh,
0: Newells nil, Racing four, San Lorenzo one, Estudiantes one, Gimnasia three, Huracan one, Godoy Cruz nil, Union nil, Independiente one, Rosario Central nil, Sarmiento nil, Manus one, Tigre nil, Defensio Justicia one. Banfield nil, Barracas Central Nil, Boca Juniors two Central Cordoba nil, Atletico Tucumán nil River nil, Restra one, Vélez two, Platense one Belgrano one, Independiente Rivadavia Nil Instituto two, Tasheres two, Argentinos Juniors one. So Let's the done. immediate thank you very much, the immediate thing that stands out to me is that I think Racing are the team of the week, right? Have to, Eight surely. goals, four, one conceded, two victories and still uh, not top of Group B. No. Uh, they're three points behind Godoy Cruz still because Godoy Cruz uh, also won, no they didn't, they drew. drew uh, no, no. They drew, they won one and drew one. Yeah.
2: Um, Adrian Maravilla-Martinez, Player of the Week, surely, yes. five goals in two games.
0: Yeah, and there was a, a question on uh, our WhatsApp group, wasn't there? For, was it from you about who the last time a player it was on
2: Friday, because Martínez scored a hat-trick against San Lorenzo and Ramírez, the uh, news guy who's done really well this year, scored a hat-trick against the oh, team no, we playing. Oh
0: yeah, i have forgotten about that, but I was talking about the last time that somebody scored a hat-trick in the match in which the opening goal of that hat-trick was also their first goal for the club. That wasn't my question, that's no, far too complicated for my
2: <laughs> tiny little run.
0: The only other example I could think of was Wayne Rooney on his United debut. Mm. I'm not aware of any other examples in, in Argentine
1: Erling, football. In but. Erling Holland did for his Dortmund debut as well, it's quite hat mm. <laughs> Um there
2: probably are some in Argentine football mm. at some point, but yeah. But Martinez's is very interesting in itself. I don't know if we've ever covered it, I doubt it, because he played last year for Instituto. I can't remember it. ever dedicating much to Instituto. Um, he never really played youth football, like Alice Spella Vichadalmine um, at seventeen, dropped out. Started working as a trash as a cartonero kind of thing, a <laughs> trash collector, a builder. Uh, had to leave that job um, after having a motorcycle accident. Did some time inside. Um, he was accused of burning down the house of a guy who allegedly shot his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in 2014. Did six months inside um, a trial. And they got proved innocent, um, and then after all that, I guess decided to give football another go had a, an open trial with Defensores Unidos in C. got the job, they um, like signed a contract basically without a salary, for, an amateur for contract. A, for a bit
0: of context, he's 31 now and he joined Defensores Unidos in 2015. Yeah, so on 20. an amateur
2: contract in, yeah. yeah. At the age of 22. Yeah. Had a great spell at Defensores, then went to Atlanta, uh, scored 15 for them, including a couple of goals against Belgrano and River in their Copa Argentina run.
1: What year was that? 2017.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Decent run in Paraguay. Then, start of 2023, moved to Instituto. Did really well at Instituto. And then, I think it was like an express... uh, Request of Gustavo Costas. He wanted him to be his, you know, his target man is his main centre forward. And at least this week, he's done it really, really well. Great feel around the net and a big physical presence. So, you know, we all love we all love these rags to riches stories and, and I think that's definitely one of
0: them. Yeah, he's got a hat trick against San Lorenzo in the 4-1 and then two or two against New them.
1: yeah Are People allowed, like, around him to say, like, you're on fire, and he's just like, no, but I'm not on fire, I didn't do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but he did score the best goal of the game against Niels. Um, it was worth pointing out, because I, in my head at least, had built this against, as the big clash against two Primera Titans, Everbanea hmm. and Juan Fer. Quintero. In the end, Quintero was benched, like, given a bit of a rest, because of all these games, and Vanega was saving himself for Newell's really important match of the Yeah, week. a couple Actually, of nice touches, but later. yeah. Um, never, you know, the most active of players, I guess, at the best of times. And Bruno Zuccolini, of all people, came to start the show. Scored an absolute beauty like, on, the, uh, on the run from outside the area with his left foot. Just I've seen that a million times described like this, but it really is like the goal we all dream of scoring. Like... Picture a goal, your best goal, and it's that, just running onto the balls, striking it so cleanly and seeing it fly into the top corner. And then he had like a little messy run in the end as well to, to see up Martinez, for, for Martinez's second. So, that was very positive because Zuccolini, racing boy for and through, even if he's been with River a few years, and very, very nice to see him flourish as well back where he belongs. He hasn't scored that much, but when he scores? Apparently so, yes. Apparently so. So,
0: wrestling around unbeaten in four, mm-hmm. three wins, one draw in that time. Um, I mean, it's more of what you said last week, really, right? The team is starting to come together after that slightly iffy start to the campaign and the defeat against Ornyon. That seems a long time ago now.
2: And it, as strange as it might sound, it's like a couple of injuries have has helped him because they lost uh, Leo Sigali at the back, like captain, centre back, and lost uh, Roger Martinez. Um, two guys who, you know, just through name recognition, is very hard to leave out, but who have been pretty crap for Racing even before Costas took over, like towards the tail end of the Gago era and then under the caretaker coaches um, at the end of 2023. Um, so that seems to have kind of given Costas a break because he's been able to put in guys like Massey Salas, like Santiago Solari, um, who got a lot quicker, more. More physical, more active and kind of respond better I think to uh to the game he wants which is hectic, direct, getting the ball in the box as much as he can. Um so those injuries definitely seem to be a blessing in disguise and it'll be interesting when they come back because if Racing carry on in this vein, um and even with like Juan Naroni who's gonna come back now from the Olympic team, Baltasar and Rodriguez, Marco de Cesare, who was at Argentina's before, he was Argentina's first-choice Olympic centre-back. It's going to be a hell of a competition for places. And, you know, don't want to get too optimistic, but it's looking fairly promising. Well, Martinez is out, but Martin, Martinez is in. Yeah, one Martinez for another.
3: Andres,
0: River, since we last recorded, have won one away to El Reyes. And drawn one, and I didn't see uh, the draw away to Atlético de but I heard that it was a very poor performance, and that if anything, they were lucky to, to get a draw in it. So how do you how would you sum up the last the couple of matches they've played since we recorded? Yeah, after
3: the five-nil, it was an exhibition against Belles. Uh, they had another exhibition, but uh, against a team in which you 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 would preview missing uh, uh, some. I think that in that case it was okay because they he said that. The, River will will defeat and it Was he was right? Uh, it was impossible for River not to win that match. And perhaps that difference with, of that gap of level between both teams was not a, something to a bar to me to, to measure uh, River really because uh, in fa- in, in, even having scored against uh, get they ended up losing that match, which proves that they are still. Even when they are in first, first division, they still need a lot of, of, I mean, uh, more matches to to get used to to the division. Yeah. And in the case of River, uh, yeah, they like like against Vélez, when they played against Real. Uh, there was one entire half which was uh, not no need to play it even because River is like uh, defended a bit more, uh, waiting for Restra and uh, uh, except for a penalty that was disallowed and then uh, uh, awarded a, a foul, but then that foul was uh, 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 also disallowed because of uh, an upside, which was hilarious for a bar a bar sequence in, w- in which hmm. they called uh, they called twice to the to the referee to Malos, and in fact uh, uh, an offside is not something that you usually watch on the on the bar monitor. Yes. It's outside or not outside and they sit and, and you don't have to review it on, on, on the bar anyway. Uh, uh, except for that, River didn't suffer any, any uh, danger from, from Restra and uh, they were like carries at the time at, at that match. But then, then against Atletico, like you said, uh, uh, the Michelis uh, uh, tried with the rotation because of the... Uh, well. Uh, uh, Matches in midweek and then uh, what? Well, we, lo- uh, not not a lot of time between one match and the other. And tried with the n- entire new pair of centre backs with Boselli, the Uruguayan guy, and uh, Funes Mori. They haven't played uh, together before. And he chose to keep the same centre uh, right back and left back uh, with uh, Herrera and Ansuol Diaz, but. To check the, the both both centre backs, which weren't not, not so secure, uh, they made some mistakes and, and River defended poorly, and yes, they were really lucky not to concede a goal, all because of either Armani or the bad the lack of accuracy from from the strikers, especially Teixeira. I think he had a, after a, a a poor clearance by Boselli. I think uh, he had almost in a small box the, the chance to to score and, and he totally missed the, the goal. There was some more nonsense with the penalty there as well
0: wasn't there? Yes. So I, I got on my app two notifications about five minutes apart saying that River had missed a penalty like twice so I thought oh they've missed two penalties but now when I look at the timeline of the game on my app it tells me that they missed one
3: penalty so I'm a bit confused what happened with all that? Well that was another hairy thing. Uh to add to the bar situation against Riestra. Uh, because yes, uh, it was a penalty. It was penalty, but the, the, those penalties that the, they award to a, a big team, but if it's the other way, perhaps they don't give it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, Nacho Fernandez, he was he received the tackle from the from the defender, but it wasn't so strong, you know, for him to fall, but it was awarded. And uh, well the, the players decide uh, whether uh, who will take it because of the confidence that any one of them have. And in this case Barco took the ball uh, instead of Borja. Well, Borja took also the ball, they were both with the ball each. but finally uh, Barco won that discussion and, and well missed it. In, in fact, the Becky, the, the, the goalkeeper of athletic command uh, saved it. But there was a, a an invasion from for, from some attitude to command players
2: and uh-huh. like encroachment I think, yeah. Ah, yeah. Mm. Mm. It was clear encroachment. Yeah. So, like, the guy was too feet inside the, right. the penalty, yeah.
3: So it was decided from the bar to retake the penalty. I see. The Michelis shouted and it was clear, not Ezekiel, not Ezekiel that not to not for (laughs) him. Don't take
2: it again. uh, That's terrible coaching to this. That's that's awful awful coaching. Damn
3: right. Asking Borja to take it and well it was uh, uh, Barco didn't uh, obey him and took it again and instead of uh, I think he wanted to make 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 it sure that he scored it and Mm.
2: sent it uh, quite high of the it's sort of, yeah. of this for me, like you can't do that publicly, like it's, yeah, no, it's an to, unwritten like, rule, like the yeah. person who takes the penalty, which is then retaken, always takes the retake. Yeah. But you also I, I think it's Always you know, Even if the penalty's not being retaken, it's pretty
0: unusual for a manager to while the decision like let's say they yeah. were arguing about it the first time round. As a manager you don't butt in, you let your players sort that yeah. out, and then, you know, if, if something actually if they make asses of themselves by fighting or something, then you have not worked with them at half-time in private, don't you? And then you, you go out in front of the cameras afterwards, and but you say, look, it's between the players on the pitch at that time, I can't get involved, yeah. like, you do You can't you shout at shout the pitch side microphone.
1: <laughs> My only kind up. of way of perhaps playing devil's advocate here...
2: Always like, defending Demichelis the German. No, I'm not. Always.
1: I fucking suck <laughs> like that. But uh, i got plenty of friends who are already just had <laughs> enough. Um, but it, to play devil's advocate it, is Barco the main penalty taker, like no, all the time normally? He like he or the
3: penalty but not the main. I think Borja is because maybe
1: better. like Di Dimich, is saying kind of something like it should have been Borja in the first place. It, but maybe obviously I I'm not a lip reader, I didn't I didn't see even they see. They may the have an order
3: but, but then, then they play deciding the whether like a yeah. I said I want to take it because I am clearly uh, plenty confident. Yeah. And uh, and perhaps the other players say okay, take it. But they decided in the moment. Apart from the order of the st- of the taking takers of the penalties, the thing is, Borja has already scored a lot of goals, and perhaps he wants to uh, keep the run going. Don't you? Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and But Barco hasn't scored yet. So and he had already took penalties before.
1: Mm. But uh, by the way, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm not saying I agree with that stance. I'm just saying to kind of try and find some kind of defence but I completely agree with and you perhaps it watching is poor, Borja, completely poor coaching
3: watching Borja's reaction that he was angry with at, 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 at Barco and see, watching that uh, Barco missed it that why, that's why the Michelis perhaps not so usually like, like it is not usually done uh, said that for uh, Borja to
1: take it and uh, well what did the Di Michelis say after the game about it
3: Anything? Yeah, it was he was not emotionally prepared to to play second <laughs> half. That's why he took he helped him, helped him a lot, yes. Uh, that's why he took him out of the pitch in the second half. He chose for Mastanduono, who has already been playing so Him, him sorry being Borja there, right? Yeah.
0: Oh no Borja was the half time sub. Borja was uh, sub ten minutes into the second yes, half. Yes, in fact he was injured,
3: injured yeah. and he will apparently miss the Super Classico. Hmm. Uh, Next Sunday, yeah, but yes, it was all, all, all the situation was like, uh, uh, yes, uh, hilarious for for neutral neutral perhaps supporters and like not so so funny for, for rivers. Yeah, not promising for River. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Bosselli, is uh, who you
0: might have noticed. Andres mentioned a few minutes ago might be a new name to some of you. He's a Uruguayan sent who River signed last August from Defensor Sporting in Montevideo and uh that was his third competitive appearance for river but his first competitive appearance for river not against rosario central because he played in the nil nil draw in last year's copa de la liga and then a couple of weeks after that he played in the two nil win in the trofeo de campeones de la liga Profesional, and he's other than that he's never got off the bench for them but both um, matches
3: against central were playing as a right back in this uh, case was his debut as a His natural position, which is the the centre back, um, perhaps was nervous, or well, the same thing like Fonseca, for example, Uh, another Uruguayan centre back, uh, midfielder, who at this point is not uh, being like uh, he can play better or worse, but it's not. He looks more like uh, Aris Mm -hmm. at this point, and Boselli perhaps needs some time to adapt uh, still, like 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 Fonseca. Uh, and he was his first match ever as a well, right centre back with with Mori, a new couple of centre backs. And yes, it was. Did the, you say comes Uruguayan? <sighs> well, sorry, it was he's Italian. Italian yes. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yes, he's son of, of son of. of his,
0: his biography, yes. but uh, I r- just remember that. Yes, his, he was he's born Italy, Italian. Yes, that's
3: yes, right.
0: But presumably to Uruguayan parents, given his name yes. and the fact that he played for River Plate, Uruguay, and then Montevideo Wanderers um yeah interesting um moving on i mean i guess the next logical choice is uh to mention that chris has taken off his jumper and <laughs> to reveal a Godoy cruz shirt that he's wearing underneath it so we have i can't believe it's
2: wearing a jumper to vernis yeah
1: it was only for this moment so they could reveal it um ah, and cause quite the stir um and Godoy, you know.
0: Godoy cruz have uh, since we last recorded got a one nil win over belgrano uh, away and a nil-nil draw at home to Unión. Chris, what did you
1: make of They, uh, well, forget the fact that you know most of their games have, have been a little boring. Only um, <laughs> team in the league not to
2: have conceded. That, that their was goals what there. I was just about to say. Babe, for
1: God's sake! Oh, no, it's fine. No, but I also have other Gordo Cruz news because um, given that they're my kind of like third team here in Argentina behind uh, Atlanta and um I was doing a little bit of research. Obviously, they are playing Racing tomorrow. You're going yeah. to the game. Uh, yeah, they haven't conceded a goal at all in the Copa de la Liga at the moment. They are top of their group. Uh, Enjoy it when it lasts for the group B, B, right? coming for you. Group B. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know, Tomas Konechny? 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 Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. i uh, He has three goals so far this season. which He's kind of the, the top scorer, but he's a midfielder. Um but uh, yeah, most of their wins so far this season have been against like lesser opposition. It's not been kind of against so-called bigger teams. Um, so tomorrow, you probably argue is their biggest test of the Copa de La Liga so far against Racing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They've been impressive. I wore it all- this shirt obviously on purpose. Um, you tomorrow you're wearing wrestling shorts so I mean of course I always difference? wear wrestling shorts maybe we could like combine our outfits and we've got quite the uh, I do have tomorrow. one
2: complaint though about Gole Cruz I remember was it when we were recording in in Tony's flat that we got onto the whole change of venue discussion yes I think it was and I was so happy because Gole Cruz had played the previous game in Huracán La Heres Stadium completely filled mm brilliant atmosphere looked great watched a little bit of this game against Union back in the Malvinas Argentinas 10% full just looked like a graveyard mm. zero atmosphere zero aesthetic sorted out Godoy Cruz no, you know, know your role stick to these small little provincial Merseille, Mendoza stadiums and you get the people behind you you pack it out it is it's summertime
1: it's summertime at the moment you know all those people from Mendoza they're all on, on holiday at the moment they're not going to the games they're
2: not on holiday uh, one, last,
1: one last thing on Golo Cruz uh, this coming Thursday they have the Copa Torres match up against Colo Colo um, I think it's like preliminary rounds before the so, group right? Um, we call
2: that an Andean derby? why not?
1: Sure, yeah. it, is an now, it is now, but that's uh, Artur, Arturo tradition. Vidal. Co- Chile, no. uh, I, oh my <laughs>
2: God, I wasn't you know, I was specifically avoiding going Mendoza Chile, uh,
1: but, but they're very close to the, the Andes. That game against uh, in the Libertadores is against Arturo Vidal's Colo Colo on Thursday, it's the mm. first leg, so definitely one to look out for because mm. they're the only Argentinian side I think playing this week. Has
2: I'm Arturo Vidal promised his kids that he's going to bring the Copa Libertadores hunting?
1: If he has, I'm going to bet all
2: my money on Godoy Cruz.
1: He has promised to enter the game by a helicopter, so I hear, you know, or by a horse, I don't know, uh, whichever. i see what he can do with a Ferrari. Don't don't go on by helicopter, helicopter, please. No. Uh,
3: Um,
0: I will say one thing to defend Godoy Cruz's honour a bit, because Chris mentioned that they've basically won against the lesser Lights so far. Two of their wins so far this season have been against defensive Ohticia and Lanús, who are respectively level on points with, and only one point behind,
2: fourth place, Rassi. Yeah, take that, so.
1: cruise. I, th- I think I've defended their honour really well, take but the it. fact that you stole my point just before I said it, the fact they haven't conceded a goal, <laughs> is, I think is considering every single other team in both uh, groups of the Copa de la Liga has conceded at least one goal. Hmm. Um, I think that's pretty impressive so far. We
2: actually so. have an anti-Golo Cruz, like a
0: bizarre yeah, say, there's, there's one team in uh, over both groups who... There's one other zero in one of the goals. And Tigre. So Tigre's Tigre have goal. not
1: uh, scored one goal no, conceded yet so far. eight. Deportivo Riestra have scored one, but uh, Tigre have conceded eight and scored zero. Um, yeah, yes. not, not good. yeah, not it's good. It's
2: not looking good for him. Um, But the most boring thing to watch still in Argentina, even though they're doing all right, is In the Beniente, whose game's average... goals for 90 minutes so far.
0: Yep, 3-4, against in five games. Three wins, one draw, one defeat. And since we last recorded, they have, well, since slash during we last recorded, uh, they've drawn 0-0 away with Huracan, as I mentioned earlier, and beaten Rosario Central 1-0, thanks to a goal from Federico Manquecho. Remember him? The return. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm vaguely, Chris won't remember this, but I remember when he had that ridiculous spell of domestic form, which led to him breaking into the national team. Two
2: thousand fifteen, around there. Is I it that late? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think I, it's I a do bit remember
1: his name popping up in the national team, but I don't yeah, remember exactly. his form And then, as and then
2: scored in a on his
0: debut in a friendly, if mm. I remember right, from a free kick or something. Yeah. And um, never appeared again. Yeah. Additionally,
1: oh. it could kind of completely. Bit of a change of subject, but did anybody see uh, Boca Juniors' two goals the other night? I'm talking in, uh, specifically about the first goal from Merindiel, um which happened actually, weirdly uh,
2: enough. Which, Boca are kind of flying under my
1: radar. That's fine. There's been
2: very little conflict in Boca so far, which usually kind of catches your eye. I was eye. going to say the same, I was about to move
0: on to Boca and I, I haven't either, I I was kind of half watching the Riester match, I managed to not see either of the goals but Mm. I was going to mention that Kevin Zenon has continued his promising start, he got a goal Mm. and an assist, and the assist was for this goal that Chris (laughs) is talking about, so carry on Chris (laughs) So
1: This was against Central Golova and uh, yeah, Zenon basically uh, I think he took it round the keeper, or he he definitely put it past the keeper, but it was going at a slow pace, Mm. but at the same time, it was going in and it was about I'd say uh, a, An it, inch it from the line and Marentiel it. just decided to just boot it in and steal that goal from him. And I thought that was like the biggest pit of shithousery from your own teammate I've seen in a very long time in the game If there would
3: have been a penalty and that match Marentiel would steal it to, to Senan.
1: Yeah, yeah sure. that's true. Boca is also, uh, but central quarterback should have had a penalty in that game as well. Um, but for some reason it wasn't given, it didn't go to VAR either, but it, it was pretty stonewall in my eyes. Um, but yeah. Um, the only other thing from the Copa de Libertadores uh, Copa de la Liga that I had to mention that I noted down was Instituto start. They they seem to be doing pretty good. Second. Yeah, second
0: level on points mm.
1: with River in Group L- A. Like this is the second time they've came up in this podcast already. But like Dan was saying, we we never talk about them.
2: Yeah. They play out a very entertaining, um, Clásico Correves as well on Monday. The the twist and turns yeah. 12.
0: Tell us about it, Dan. They got a late-ish equaliser um, mm. after. I see. So they went one 0 up late in the first half, and then the, the rest all happened in the then second.
2: Booster some butter, hit back for Tashiris, and then s- just scramble back for a for a 2 0 draw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't watching particularly closely. I was just kind of whiling away the hours before Racing were playing, but it was an open game, like full of action. For the
3: to. to... Playing high level. Mm. Very good play. Very
0: good play. The Mm -hmm. one thing I will say about them is that they've played, let's see, Riester and Banfield, the bottom two teams in the group so far. Atletico Tucumán and Independiente Rivadavia are third bottom. And so they've played, of the five games they've played so far, three of them have been against the bottom three teams. One of them has been against ninth place, Independiente Rivadavia. That's ninth out of 14, obviously, in the group. Uh, and Tacheres are of course third, so that's a very creditable result. But it does make me fear for them a little bit later in the season when the matches mm-hmm. against River and Independiente and Gimnasia and Argentinos start
2: coming up because they're going to have to play them at some point. I reckon, but then again, well, I, actually, I have to play. Then again, again, when you lost weekend, year that so. Group A is just a bit crap. That's mm-hmm. why it's got two two newly promoted teams in because um, it had. Both relegated teams, and most of the other teams who were in that relegation battle, um, there was like a six-point or a six point, every single every single weekend, almost, mm-hmm. in the Copa de la Liga. Yeah,
0: and in yeah. case you've forgotten, listening to this, um, the fixtures are reversed, which means that, uh, apart from the two promoted sides replacing the two relegated sides, the other teams in the groups are the same as they were in last year's Copa de la Liga. Yeah.
2: Group B is definitely kind of the more at least they the change. more formidable
3: group in my opinion. at least they changed the order and they were a bit smart to change the order of the of playing. Why don't
2: they just fucking redraw it? How lazy is that? Like unbelievable. It's yeah. They didn't even it's give them second. a fucking Mendoza derby when you have two Mendoza teams in the league. We were robbed.
0: Um
2: and but, they're in different zones! It's unbelievable!
0: Well, they'll get them the Endosa Derby anyway then, won't they? Oh no, of course no, they won't, because I? the Classicos yeah. have... Yeah,
2: just us, yeah. be asked to it just couldn't be us to redraw it in logical ways. Just, yeah. oh, we'll just use the same, same fixtures, yeah, why not? Uh,
0: let's see, it's it's Instituto's the next fixture, as I kind of said, you, I don't know whether it's going to come out with damn talking over me, we said it pretty <laughs> much the same volume, uh, but Instituto are playing Independiente this weekend, they're playing them on Sunday, um, so that's going to be a, a sharp step up. And then they've got Godoy Cruz at home. Godoy Cruz are um, the, in inverted commas, classic <laughs> round, who, of course, are sure. top of group B. So that's going to be a tricky one. Um, and then they're away to Gymnasia and at home to Huracan. Himnasia currently fifth. Huracan are the other strongest. So but once they've played Huracan, they've played all of the bottom the current bottom four obviously by the time they play or i can or I can may or may not be current bottom four um but yeah the fixture list gets a little bit harder for them as the group stage wears on they don't play river until the final group stage match of the Coppa de la Gala, so they've got that to look forward to um Anything else to add? Are there any teams who've really done something interesting in these two matches that we've not mentioned
2: yet? Uh, I would say like Velez won two games and mm. both with last minute winners.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, in fact with I was going to say time winners, that so yeah.
0: obviously that sounds a bit weird if people remember that Velez beat Gimnasia 3-1, you're wondering how's it a last minute winner, but they scored twice mm. in stoppage time. <laughs> it was 1-1 and then they scored a 96 minute penalty and then backed it up with a 98th minute. Uh, not penalty. Um, So, yes, Dan's um, description of what happened is in fact accurate even though they won that game by two goals. Mm. But the equalizer... Was was that last minute? It was. What, 91st minute?
3: But the equalizer was incredible for even when you are Riestra. You have to (laughs) at least try to defend and Mm. there was a throwing not not the typical throwing that you are close to the box and you uh, throw it uh, with a lot of strength and and go, it, and go it goes to the box. It was quite a, uh, behind the, the, that that zone, and um, but the, the it was of course strong. But it was it went straight to Ray Romero who bullied the, that ball with the, uh, around a lot of, of defenders and 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 uh, the, the ball went into the net. Incredibly, uh, not uh, at least well try to bother the, the striker or something.
1: The the only thing I was just going to add to your question was uh, like probably the worst week of the season so far for Newell's. They looked pretty impressive up until the last couple of fixtures. Um,
2: Only one game to be honest, because
1: unfortunately the
0: great result. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the second half. Uh, The other uh, thing to mention, just looking at Veles is that uh, I was going to say the first goal a Brazilian of this year, but he actually isn't because he scored on the opening weekend as well because their last minute winner against Triestra was scored by Leni Lobato, oh. who um, is Brazilian hence why I just said his name like that. Uh, but <coughs> yeah, he also scored in the 1-1 draw against Barracas Central and we forgot to mention it it's very early on in fact, 10th minute,
3: um, so one of
0: the first Leni goals of the year. Lenny
2: Lobato.
3: Yeah. But I think, I think we mentioned that he was from the, uh, he born foot, a footballist in, in football terms there, Not mm. that he they voted to a Brazilian team. Um, but I think he's the only one, anyway, from Brazil, at this yeah, point. I think he's the
0: only Brazilian currently playing here. Uh, he started, because we didn't mention him before, let's see, he spent six months with Brazilian side Madureira before mm-hmm. heading to Argentina, where he joined all boys, huh?
1: uh, ah. but couldn't ah.
0: stay there. So when he was 16, he signed for Belas. Um, oh, yeah.
1: Did he like, I don't know, accidentally fall into the Amazon River, suddenly float down into a, the like, really Cataracas, to <laughs> and then yeah. suddenly fall in, you know, like the Foz was, ooh, float all the way down to all boys. It's um,
0: definitely not that. It says here on his Wikipedia that his, one of the reasons he got a trial with Beles was that his uncle supports them. So I'm guessing he has Argentine family, but he was born in Búzios. Yeah. Um, oh, that's can you just pattern. say, can you and get his, into uh, football
1: clubs by just saying that your uncle supports the team though? Because I can yeah. fucking say, well, like, my uncle supports definitely. In, in this city. <laughs> 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 Um
0: Yeah, his full name is Lenny Ivo Lobato Romanelli. That's uh, obviously not that there aren't any Italians in Brazil, but that is not the least. Argentine sounding name. You've
1: given him two yeah, different accents for his name. So yeah, well, it's difficult what is different. What else <laughs> can you do? <laughs> uh, here
0: we go. Lobato is the grandson. Lenny!
1: <laughs>
0: Lobato is Lenny. the grandson of, of 20th century Argentine dancer and actress Nelida Lobato. Never heard I, I think I've heard She's of that. She's got her own Wikipedia page in English, yeah. though, so. Uh, really we've Lovato. talked about this before maybe um, his, his family including parents gabriella and adrian were born in argentina although he was born in buzios brazil and remained in that country until joining velez in 2017 so it is in fact lenny lobato and not mm. lenny lobato so i apologize to him um,
2: yeah nelly lobato was like really really famous it's quite, quite funny nervous. that his
0: grandmother is nelly lobato and he's lenny <laughs> Not bad. I wonder whether they did great that sense. deliberately.
1: And their great gripper is Jenny. Yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Remy. Hey. we're going to call a half-time break now. I don't know whether we'll refill our glasses, but maybe top them up a little bit. Dan's probably going to step outside for a cigarette, and when we get back, we'll tell you about the really important New World's match that's taken place since we last recorded. And, oh, I think we have to review Argentina's um, Olympic Olympics. qualifications. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert, sorry. But it has happened. Uh, We'll get back to you after this break. Don't go away. As we said, we've got a really, really important uh, Newell's Old Boys match to tell you about because, for I think the first time in Newell's history, they had the honour of playing against their youth team's greatest ever product. <laughs> um, he did play, right? Yes. Yes, yeah, okay. Uh, in uh, a rare <laughs> development in recent weeks because it was an Inter Miami match that actually involve Lionel Messi even though it wasn't competitive um, New Orleans in the middle of their own season for some reason <laughs> money yes indeed uh, <laughs> went uh, and flew was it in Miami yeah. yeah so flew to Miami to take on into Miami obviously uh, there's no way of possibly knowing how this connection between the clubs was made um, and I was going to mention that it was New Orleans plus a special invited guest, but um, I, know, I know that Chris is just bursting to tell you all.
1: I don't know, Andres about also the, seemed like he was probably
0: be... the most ridiculous part of this. Okay, I'm going to you know, start it
1: with story. this statement. What the fuck was Pablo Perez doing there? Mm. What the fuck?
0: Just to remind you, Pablo just... Perez no longer plays for Newell's Old Boys. He's no longer contracted to them, uh, but for some reason. He played for them in this, did he play for them in the friendly or did he just go
1: along? Uh, No he did play, he's got greyer hair than my grandpa um, and uh, like suddenly was playing for them even though he plays for, is it uh, Sarmiento? Sarmiento, 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 yeah. um, I think he's what, like 37, 8, 9, 38. 38. I I I think
3: he's not even in the starting lineups for for Sarmiento, so I, 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 I fancy they said, hey okay, not to, not to get injured on this seat. The um. really important question, obviously, is did he get booked? And the, in the yeah,
0: answer that to that, surprising. astonishing. <laughs> if, if sofa score stats are accurate, appears to be no. Uh, Rodrigo Fernandez for Newells and Shanida Borgelin huh? for Newell, uh, for Inter Miami.
2: In so Pablo's defense, apologies he did to play.
0: If pronounce, uh, pronounced that incorrectly, were the only two players booked.
2: In Pablo's defence, he did play for Newell's up until the end of two, two, 2023. Mm.
1: So it's not, not like he was no, but that's a long way. D- that way doesn't away. matter. I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter. You what don't play for that play? team anymore. I've also like, Why not bring back all the other hits as well of people that it's used to play in, for them? <laughs> What's a New
0: Ulds match? I have to say that my favourite thing about this is, is the realisation, Just on, I've just looked along the timeline of, of the match and seen that in the 72nd and 78th minutes, into Miami made two substitutes. And the players who took to the pitch, in the 72nd minute, were Israel Boatwright. Like, a surname that sounds like it might be belong to somebody who makes boats. And a few minutes after him, Ryan Sailor. Ah. Why did I not know about this name in combination before? That's magnificent. Sailing onto the pitch. Um, uh, hmm.
3: Yeah. And he, I think he changed all of the players. Eleven changes. Uh... Three,
0: four, five, six, seven, eight changes I for th- into Miami. Or did you mean for Newell's? Newell's... Uh, looks like Lucas Oshos played the entire match, but all ten outfield players were changed at some point, yeah. By the
2: way, I just read that when Pérez signed for Sarmiento... Um, there was he put a clause in his contract, Same thing. which he got, said I guess he would be yeah. allowed to play this friendly against well, Messi. <laughs> so it's not ranked it for some time. It, like well, two months. I guess they knew about this. He knew about this friendly before, yeah. You know how like when it's, I did it to play against Messi. You know,
1: yeah, but you know how when it's like Oscar season, they have like this thing called the Razzies, where uh, all the shit films get like. <laughs> Um, mentioned, this is like the footballing equivalent of this, because like, you don't play for that team anymore, but you've included it in your contract, no, I'm sorry absolutely not, uh, one one other thing to note from this game, I don't know if you've seen the videos, but all the uh, Newell's players taking photos with Messi after the game I know this is like a kind of common theme whenever a team plays against Messi, uh, these days, but like, it, it was quite comical, the, the amount of times that he had to like there's they, just like people queuing up from the opposite team just like and he has to just go and for the purposes of obviously audio i'm, I'm giving like a very fake smile and, and then he just goes like to his deadpan face and then it, it was are you, embarrassing are
0: you too young or um too new to argentina to remember when they played some friendly so i want to say in like southeast asia or something and the referee asked him for a photo at half time as
1: <laughs> uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't like the statement of "Are you too young?" Because I'm definitely not that anymore. But uh, yeah, I. i I'm, I think I've heard the story. Uh, at least if I haven't seen it. But yeah, I don't know. It, I, I. get it. I get it. But it's on the pitch. But a little embarrassing. Hmm. I would be the same though, so I can't really say much.
2: Uh, there is one Argentine who might be playing a little bit more regularly with Messi. Uh, Perhaps because there's been a late twist. Federico Redondo, who is on the verge of sealing a move to Inter-Miami from Argentinos Juniors. Mm-hmm. But last-minute problems have arisen. Uh, into miami basically have a ridiculous amount of players earning ridiculous amounts of money and need to shed a bit of uh, salary cap, I guess, before they do it. And apparently uh, Fernando Redondo, who is... Federico's dad, and apparently owns 20% of his playing rights, is not happy with the payment plan that Inter Miami have put in place. I see. So this looks all set to go through once uh, Federico came back from Olympic qualifying. Sorry, so
0: this is the payment plan like for Fernando as his son's, in inverted agent, rather than how often they're planning to pay him his wages? <laughs> yes, but, I would okay. assume
2: so. Right. I would assume so, yes.
1: Uh, Are they going to like what, like pay him like minimum wage until like one of the high playing players, a high paid players gets off the books, and then they'll just fifteen dollars an give hour? Him, for yeah, the first six give him a big lump sum. Loan <laughs> him out to McDonald's or something. <laughs>
3: and I, I thought that it's better for the family to be
2: part of the agency. Bad. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Sorry,
1: that's that something. we
2: interrupted, Kara. Um. That's about it for now. Uh, it seemed like this was, you know, a done deal from what everyone was saying last week, but. It hasn't quite gone through yet. Um, it's, please don't keep orredando in, in Argentina for a little bit more, please. <laughs> he was it,
3: first linked with River. It was a, I, don't, I, I don't know whether River uh, finally didn't want him because of the, of the price, but finally River signed Rodrigo Villagra from Talleres for the same amount of money. 8 million dollars or something like that. And having to give Talleres part of the transfer of, of, Girotti. So I think mm-hmm. of Girotti, who is playing now at
1: that, that Correct me if I'm wrong, but and I know none of us are like super experts on MLS. Maybe, maybe I can't speak for all of you, but I just did. But uh, don't they have like a like a foreign national limit in MLS on how many people can play in their team? Like I was gonna say, into no. my have no. no, no? They they certainly used to. I thought it's
2: not done on nationality. They have these things like designated players. It's basically all done by salary rather than nationality.
3: Right, okay. And they yeah. have the exceptions for franchise players, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, there's all right. sorts of
2: very witty. If it was that easy, we'd understand it a lot more, but it's yeah. hideously more complicated. I
0: right. mean, I will say that um, having played, I think I tried a career in a Football Manager 22, so relatively recently, mm. in an MLS club, the salary budget is far from the only... Um, restriction that exists is incredibly complicated mm. so I'm just I'm having sure. a quick look at MLS's rules now to see also, whether well, well, I, I you don't look, think there are any well, numbers. I'm sure I've seen people say that there have to, to be a certain tried. number of homegrown players yeah. but you're not limited to any number of foreigners yeah.
1: also like one other thing to note how long is their pre-season like it seems like the, like the Inter-Miami World Tour slash friendly mm. moment has been going on for what feels like six months now like like how long is their pre-season and how long is their actual season?
2: Their actual season starts this Monday. Uh-huh. It's Real Sol oh,
1: de Leng.
0: So it's longer than the Brazilian National Championship that starts in, like, May, because they have these mm. state championships. Um, the thing is, I think their last
2: competitive game was something like October, because they didn't make the playoffs, which is why it feels yeah. like a long time ago.
0: Yeah, for it to Miami, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, there are... This is a really weird way of doing it. Uh, this is according to the official MLS website. A total of 233 international roster slots divided among the 29 clubs, and they are those slots are tradable. Mm. So, in full season increments, I don't know what that means, such that some clubs may have more than eight and some clubs may have fewer than eight during any given season. So by default, I guess, the clubs start with eight foreign players allowed. But once a player gets a green card... Actually, I don't know fully whether they're completely synonymous, so I'll go with the language that's actually written here. Once a player who is awarded US Permanent Residency, he no longer counts as an international player. Right. So he right. doesn't to get citizenship. Okay. Obviously, they've got permanent residency.
1: Um, and of course, we know that the US hands out green cards, like the you know, McDonald's vouchers. Yeah, I mean, they're really easy to get, yeah. so,
0: yeah. Um, and then there are slightly different rules for Canadian clubs, but obviously into Miami. I'm not one of those so that's not relevant for this discussion. Uh, but it sounds like it's not relevant, none of the discussion's relevant, if what Dan said is correct, because Federico Redondo's not going there, so.
1: Ah. For now, it it's a... it's complicated. I thought it was a done deal.
2: Apparently not, but if they want him, I guess they'll get him. Nothing's done. Federico redundant.
3: Ink is dry, oh, very good. I think that it will be, will be good for him to go to Miami because in Buenos Aires, it, you, don't, you can go by night because it's dangerous. <laughs> Indeed. Um,
0: oh, yeah, the pre-Olympics are mm. over. That's the um, anglicisation of the Spanish language term. Where for did The play. Uh, Olympic qualifiers, yes, which, which Ronaldo did play in, and as I hinted to you, well, I didn't hint actually, I just said it outright, uh, before the half-time theme music, Argentina qualified. Mm. They have done some through a 1-0 victory, well, through the campaign as a whole, obviously. But inevitably, it was scored with about yeah. 15 minutes to go. The only goal of the game from Luciano Gondo, mm. Although, somewhat surprisingly, he started the match.
2: Only his second start in uh, in seven games, yeah. Hmm.
0: So, yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously I didn't catch this, but yeah, tell us about it, gents.
2: Whoever did watch it. I uh, didn't watch that game. I was... At Club Comunicaciones, making use of their excellent summer facilities and swimming pool Mm -hmm. with my family. Uh, But several people around the pool were watching this on their phones, and a big cheer went up, more at the final whistle, just like, ha ha, fuck Brazil, than (laughs) for the goal itself. Yeah, because one of the upshots
0: of this was that Brazil have not qualified. Paraguay won the group, Argentina finished second, Brazil finished third, and Venezuela fourth, so... Venezuela uh, were also a little to
1: like unlucky to finish fourth. Well, the the
3: third victory in a row for Argentina against Brazil, and the third 1-0 also. Mm. Yeah. Um, no? no, it's not, because they drew 3-3 with Paraguay. No, no, I mean against Brazil for Argentina.
0: Oh, OK, so If I'm we're right. going to count all age groups, I guess, And in all age groups, that <laughs> would be, <laughs> yeah. the
2: Copa so yeah, That would be <laughs> spanning seniors, under-17s in the World Cup, and um, now under-23s, in. Yeah.
1: But have you checked, like, the under-9s?
2: I have not checked the underlines.
0: Well, including seniors, it might be four because they had the Copa America final and the World Cup qualifier back to back, didn't they?
2: Which were both one nil. Um, no, there was a draw. I'm sure. Uh, okay. Between there.
1: I love that the moment like qualification was secured, the conversation with, that I had with my friends was diverted quickly from like, oh my god, I hope we qualify! Oh my god, oh my god! To Okay, which three over twenty three players are gonna be going to Paris? Like, mm. which three? Like, they immediately would like, say, "Which ones we're gonna go?" I think.
0: Yeah, we I mean, we we were. I mean, we've reported this. Reported in as much as we report anything on this. <laughs> Very but, professional. Yeah, a few weeks ago, as, as we said, that all of the stories were hinting that basically Lionel Messi had already confirmed that if they if they're in Paris, he'll be playing in the Olympics. Uh, and it turns out, given some of Javier Mascherano's comments in post-match interviews right after the qualification, that that actually is very far from final. He said he talked to Lionel Messi, and he's hoping that he will play, and there's every chance that it will happen. He's not by no means like off the table, but it very much isn't anywhere near as final as a lot of the Argentine media were making it out to be
3: a few weeks ago. And that uh, he will try to make Di Maria go. He's already said that he won't. Hmm. But I, I imagine Di Maria being so happy that Machano talking to him because I, he's a I, so motivator.
1: I, I did see that uh, Divo Martinez did say that he really wanted to mm. as mm. well. He wants a gold medal.
2: I mean the big issue here surely is that the Olympics starts 10 days after the Copa America final. We've yeah. forgotten about the Copa America. If they get to the final. If they get to the final. But, I mean, I think you have to plan for these things. I don't know, if we've, about if, I don't we, know if we've
0: forgotten, but it's a long no. way before it to be talking. And, you know, we're already... No, but... I'm, I'm fairly confident
2: Argentina will qualify for it, so... Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, the thing is... Yeah, it's a long time. Asking to someone to play the like Copa America and then the Olympics, it's just not going to gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say I'd rather see Messi in the Olympics. Hmm. I want to see him carry the Argentina flag out with him, light the torch or whatever. Well, the other doing. thing is, if Argentina... On, maybe, how yeah. we can afford to let this one slide. We've
1: already won mm-hmm. it. We're, I'm going to be in Paris, so I'm going to be the, the first one yeah. queuing up for those aforementioned photos that I was saying Absolutely, yeah. I'm going to be the first one in the queue, man. <laughs> you've
0: <laughs> you got Get him to sign your <laughs> Godoy <cruise> shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, if Lionel Messi does decide to go and play in the Olympics in Paris, he will be bidding, of course, to win his second olympic gold medal can anybody tell me how many argentines there are who have <clears throat> two olympic gold medals in all sports and just argentines with two olympic gold medals in all sports yeah mm. uh, well mascherano has i don't think Tirano is one
1: really Not. No. i know who it's not and it's not juan manuel fangio um but um how no there's never
2: been olympics in motorsport wait like, are we talking medals or golds? <laughs> gold medals Masturana has two yeah. Olympic gold medals.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, because he's
0: won the Olympics twice. Is it, he is was it, in both teams. Yeah, is it, 2008. 2008.
1: Is, yeah. It a, yeah. is it a footballer?
0: I, I, I'm just asking you how many people from all sports <laughs> across the whole of the Olympic programme, how many Argentines are there with two medals? Two gold on? medals.
1: I mean, if it is a footballer, I was going to guess someone like You're Gabriel Gabriel. Gabriel is, is
0: a I mean, the implication there is, is that you think there are two, including Masturana. I have no idea. i, I mean, was that, answer. tell you, are correct to assume that. Uh-huh. There is only other, one other, but it isn't a football.
1: Ah, uh, okay. It is a team sport. And it's not Fangio. Um, so. oh, it's got to be hockey then. No. Nothing. No? No. Basket, no.
0: It's it's, not, it's a team
2: sport that I don't think is still
0: Box played. Polo. <laughs> I don't know,
2: Facundo James. No, or... his name is Juan Nelson. I was so close. And he uh, won yeah. the
0: 1928 <laughs> and 1936... Controversy Oh, like, I had it. Uh, Gold medal for Argentina
1: at the Olympics <laughs> I you but, um, what, but what was the name of the horse? Oh, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know Was it the same horse won the one that took place? There are loads
0: of horses if you ever go and see a polo game they, they change horses this? quite frequently
1: Seabiscuit, um, anyway uh, I don't
0: know whether it'll have had them cloned or what Not back, back, back in the 20s and 30s Kind of doubt They were doing a lot of things Probably, back yeah. then
1: um, Yeah I don't know, I don't know what I was going to say um, anything else mm-hmm. to discuss in the second half? Or I was just going to say, the uh, final of the Libertadores is, is in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. Is it?
3: Um, the Right. Yes.
1: I don't know if they confirmed, confirmed which stadium it was going to be yet. Conmebol
3: will, I think, will we'll <laughs> confirm Left it. That it seems open. like a fair Com- I think Conmebol will confirm it when they do the, the draw, I mean, the, of, the, of the groups. Um, but they confirmed it will be in Buenos Aires. In the Sudamericana? Yeah, no, the, in so, so, so. Uh,
1: Estadio Deportivo Riestra, that's where they're going to do it. In mm. the, su- the swimming pool. In the swimming pool. Yeah, I so, don't know.
0: Brave decision, but... I can't see They say Copa Sudamericana final 2024. Oh, okay, that's just decided to not...
1: Oh, if, so the Sudamericana is also going to be in here as well? No, so, I'm, I'm
0: trying to Google that right now, and as I went to click Google's autocomplete that filled in the last couple of words for me. It decided to change what those last couple of words were and I ended up searching for the 2023 co Americana. Uh, uh, it doesn't look like they've made an announcement about yeah. the 2024 Copa oposito final yet. Um, yeah, and yeah, you're quite right. All they've announced about this year's Libertadores final so far is that it's going to be taking place somewhere in the city of Buenos Aires. Uh the yeah. other obvious options for venues would be Boca and San Lorenzo, I nice. size wise, right? I mean, maybe Vales, but yeah. I don't think they'd take it to San Lorenzo. No. no, no. Probably not. I mean it's in terms of Cognival's thinking, they want to sell as many tickets as they can they know, would, so uh, it's, it's gotta for, be. Forgive
1: remember. my ignorance, but, but they they would never look at doing it in El Cilindro.
2: They possibly would, but But not s- after an so yeah, the city of Buenos Aires.
1: Ah, I see, yeah. yeah. Just so on the outskirts.
0: Yes. That's why it seems so absolutely nailed on. But I mean actually did did they say the city or did they just say Yeah Buenos Aires
1: oh, on I yeah, I only read Buenos Aires. Yeah. So that was why I we that, that was why it I did not have that. Uh uh yeah. okay. Oh the go. CB stadium, yeah. it,
0: So I found an info by report that says that it's between the Monumental and the Bombonera. Right.
1: Um, does that depend on like who like gets to the final? Because if like if they confirm that it's in uh, Monumental and then Boca gets to the final again, I then surely that's going to be quite the conflict of interest. I though. think it's
3: good for Comebol to choose for a team who is playing the competition. Because it's not a joke, but imagine playing for River, playing at Boca, the final Boca mm-hmm. and winning it. It wouldn't be good for Boca
2: supporters and the other way the same I mean I don't think that should be a consideration but I do think it's worth waiting to see what teams would qualify just to see which teams you know would geographically benefit from it because yeah. if you've got like an Ecuadorian and a Colombian team playing sending them to Argentina is an absolute joke and vice versa if it's going to be in Ecuador and you've got a Uruguayan and a, an Argentine but Argentine team playing it one thing that's so passing in agreement
0: one thing it says here apparently is Apparently, I'm reading it, so I don't need to say apparently. But one thing that it says in, in this report I'm looking down is that they're going to wait and see who, which teams reach the latter stages of the competition because that might affect the size of stadium they think the, the final can yeah. be played in. So the um, example they've given was that in last year's Copa Sudamericana final uh, was scheduled to be in the Estadio Centenario in Montevideo. And they ended up moving it to a stadium in Punta del Este with half of the capacity because it was between Liga de Quito and Fortaleza, who were two, mm-hmm. I guess, much well, Liga de Quito obviously a big club, but they're the no other problem. side of the continent, um, who are smaller clubs therefore, in terms of the travelling fans, than than they were expected to be able to sell it for. So I would think, read really it between the lines, if it's like an Argentine or Uruguayan side, who get there. They'll play it in the Monumental, mm. but they're leaving it free to play it in a slightly smaller stadium mm. if it ends up being.
2: Goda Cruz against. Yeah. Uh, Ruffin. Ruffin. But I don't know if. No, Racing not even win it. Or, or if, if sort of River get knocked out
0: in the quarterfinals and Boca are in the semis or something, then obviously, okay, the Bombonera, because presumably Boca would prefer. Is there an
2: There is, possible, is there's there's no... no way they would play a final with Boca in it in the Bombonera. No way. Yeah, but if Boca, just be an If Bocca provided thing. the
0: pressure, then maybe, although, of, of course, nice, if no you're, if you're Bocca and you yeah. get to the semi-final, then you might be thinking it'd be really
3: fun to try and win it in in Rivers Stadium. So, maybe it works both ways. Maybe. I think that, anyway, if there is not an Argentina, there will be a Brazilian team in the final. So, I, I don't know if it's Flamengo. Wow, it's a brave... I
1: was just about to say that it's, it's so, so brave. Awesome. And <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: I don't care. <laughs> anyway, in, in event, Rivadavia, are. Losing because I I said that. (laughs) So it's a change. Change. (laughs) Uh, Shall
0: we move on to Lister's questions? Definitely. It's more Lister's contributions, really, because I have to say, first of all, thank you very much to Maka, who um, has made the uh, bizarre decision to track Mystic Sam's predictions (laughs) this season, (laughs) and has sent in already a spreadsheet with my predictions from the first five rounds of matches. Well, four of the first five rounds, because obviously I didn't predict round two. Um, And so far I'm, well, 50% in round one, 50% in round five and 43%, uh, which is to say six right and eight wrong in each of rounds three and four. Uh, so thank you very much for that, Maka. Um, and uh, please pleased that.
1: In, in that moment the, the, there's no like in this section there is no Mystic Chris, Mystic Andreas, or Mystic Dan because I think our percentages would probably be a lot lower than yes. than 50. I, mean, I don't, don't want to speak for you guys. I'm sure of
2: it. I uh, don't have do. Sam's second sight. No, even attempt to do this. Yeah,
0: but yeah, Chris, if you want to, uh, Chris, sorry, no, Maka, if you want to keep sending um, your the, the stats in, then please feel free because I obviously don't track them myself, but it is quite fun to look at. And the only question that we've had is from Bob Roberts, who says, Here in the United States, I have an online subscription to Olé to keep up on Argentine soccer. Olé always used to just put their print editions out for free on PDF via their website, so I'm assuming they don't do that anymore. Um, he says, What do you guys read in Buenos Aires to stay informed? I mean, I just turn the TV on. I mean, in regards to Ole,
1: yeah. like, I, I, I've, yeah, turn the TV on, definitely, but in regards to Ole, like, maybe you don't need the subscription. I mean, if you follow them on Instagram, you can pretty much get every single bit of information. They yeah, flood out every 15 it. minutes. That, I think that's, uh, I'm not as
2: hip as Chris, so I just end up opening their... Telegram. Their, uh, their articles in hidden mode if I need to look something up for a particular reason. Um... I,
0: I look at the, the only sport well actually no there's a, a website called Universal Football um, <laughs> which has a very old interface and I never really look on anymore um, and then I have the sports section of La Nación uh, as one of my home tabs and just I tend to look down my I, I to
1: use a, t- is it Promiedos is that how you pronounce it yeah. um, for the results for yeah, the yes, results and stuff absolutely. I don't think there's a better source out there for just getting the kind of clear facts done in a 2000 internet style format i, I mean think what it's else really
2: is there the rest, you just need the results who you scores when the, the rest is just
1: exactly. nice it's absolutely um nice. yeah um uh, in regards to i don't know sports news here yeah follow the right people on twitter listen to this podcast um which you're probably doing already if you're hearing this um, and <laughs> What else? I don't know, follow the right journalists on Twitter. Yeah, um, but the, I X, is the
3: most serious, I think, Olay has a. I think, for my in my opinion, has a bad design design of the homepage, and um, it's that big headlines, and then you have to scroll a lot down to to watch other news, and they are not so relevant, I think. The yeah. other thing is
0: that just it, for, for Olay, I mean, I haven't looked on the Olay website in absolutely years. Um, largely because of absolutely astonishing amounts of misogyny that they used to come out with so I decided to deliberately stop using them um, but when I did have to use it for back when I was writing weekly previews of all the matches I found that outside of the big five they really don't keep you very informed no absolutely. not like, at all you'd frequently get to the weekend and turn on a game and the commentators would be like obviously this team's like starting centre back pairing and both out with broken legs as they have been for the last two months and I'd be like Oh, well, they didn't mention that. Yeah. <laughs> in, in in their weekly team finish, like and there'll be like one article updated for Godoy Cruz or you know, anybody outside the city of Buenos Aires, um, each week almost and it will be two paragraphs long. So
3: informed is
0: a very relative term.
3: Yeah, for the interior teams I think that it's better to to read the newspapers of that. Yeah. I mean La Gaceta, for example, from Tucuman mm. for the Atletico Tucuman.
0: Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah. If you um, follow the Liga Profesional AFA, again, Instagram, sorry Dan. Um, they show a lot of the goals and like little bits, of, I know it's obviously like straight from the source. Well, the YouTube, it, YouTube channel as Yeah, well, absolutely. Something. Like in terms of like getting the goals, getting the tables. It, the thing is, it's so fast flowing here with games twice a week. At the I mean, we, we just talked about like two sets of fixtures. Um, well, is and h- our
0: listeners are very used to hearing me do Mystic Sam and then be like hang on is there another set of features I've mean, like, yeah. heard that already twice this year but when like, when I've done <laughs> nice. to, yeah,
1: I yeah I just think like you, you follow like those things and you can keep up to date with the results and you can see like the best goals and everything um, that's probably as key, you're probably more informed than we are by the time we record these podcasts in a way like um, mm. it is difficult um, yeah, I don't know what else, really.
3: Yeah. Yeah. This sports website is quite good, eh? it's decent, but yeah. it covers mostly football, of course, not, so not other... I covers other sports, but um, you have to look for it. Yeah. So
1: from... Uh, 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 I'm trying to get the name of the account, but there is a... From a women's football perspective, there is uh, also...
0: Femar is uh, one. There is La Secta Deportiva, which has a, uh, which is a YouTube channel. And I think they might cover other countries as well, but they're certainly based in Argentina and they do a load of talk around the men's and also a lot of women's matches.
1: El Femenino is the name of the Instagram cool. account. Yeah. Um, I think they're on Twitter as well. So yeah, that they're pretty good. Yeah, there's, uh, I think the, there's a journalist, Ross, Ross Arch, I think she's called, Um, who just, uh, yeah, like posts about it a lot and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the best I can do. There's so much football going on, so why you would want to add more to it I don't know (laughs) just kidding indeed Uh, Bob's question is the only
0: question that we've had this week Ah. so it helps me to keep this episode nice and short because we have to record an extra in a minute and then I've got to go home and immediately carry on working as I mentioned earlier so here's Mystic Sam. Okay, our plan for next week uh, that we've made while well, sitting here is that we'll hopefully, because Dan's going away next week, be able to record quite early in the evening our time next Wednesday before Dan goes away, which means that all of these matches will happen before we next record, and therefore that we'll be able to record a preview of the seventh round of games, which is the classical round. Mm. So, this weekend... Our way.
2: Stupid
0: Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just I top class timing there, your, your brother's, is it your brother's wedding or your cousin's My brother's wedding, friend, yes. Um, oh, anyway. Happy wedding day to Dan's brother if you're
3: listening.
0: Um, <laughs> games start on Saturday and end next Tuesday and they are going to be as follows. San Lorenzo versus Tigre will be a draw. Racing versus Godoy Cruz. Clash of the group B Titans. I think is going to be a Racing win, which of course implies that Godoy Cruz are going to concede goals. Racing will go top. Sorry, Chris. Uh, yeah, that would send Racing top on goal difference because their goal difference is currently much better, quite a lot higher than Godoy Cruz's. Um, Rosario Central versus Gimnasia y Esgrima La Plata is going to be a Gimnasia win. Vélez-Sarsfield versus Huracán, that's kind of a, a bit of a warm-up for the Clásico round, isn't it? For Huracán mm-hmm. for, uh, at least, obviously, because Huracán have got their actual Clásico uh, the, the week after against San Lorenzo, but Vélez consider their games against Huracán to be a Clásico. Um, I'll go for a draw in that one. Vélez will draw it in the 1950s. Please don't hold me to that, but Andres is. Just Mystic Andres, a event, so we'll see what <laughs> get percentage. Get that spreadsheet. <laughs> it's very brave if you want anywhere Let's near 100, or the... <laughs> zero. Um, yeah, it's it's all in there. Um, it'll probably happen now. Independiente to get an away win over Instituto. I think that River will get their game faces back on, and even without Miguel Borja, manage a win at home to Banfield. I think that Lanus versus Boca that should be one of the more feisty matches of the weekend. I think it will be a Boca win. Riestra versus Atletico Tucuman is going to be a draw if there was a way that they could both lose that match then. It Don't happens. watch that. It happen, match. But it won't happen. Whatever
2: you do, do not watch that no. match. Estudiantes
1: stick down. I'm just no, saying. No, like, it's
2: going to no be five five now. There is no chance it's going to be five
0: five. Estudiantes will beat a slightly jet lagged Newell's side in La Plata. Barracas Central versus Tacheres will be a win for Tacheres. Belgrano versus Sarmiento de Junin um, is going to be a draw. I mean, will
1: will Pablo Perro score? Or will he be playing for New
0: Not for me to say but that's Might another be a match bit between, still. between two <laughs> two teams who would both manage to find a way of losing it if they could. Neither of them have won a match so far. Um, Union versus Platense. I'll go for an Union win. I feel like Union have been quite out of form since the first couple of rounds haven't they? Yeah they are. The um, first round. When <laughs> they beat racing. they beat racing and they've drawn have go. got a 0-0 go to... draw against Golo Cruz, oh. but who's counting? I'm going to go for them to beat Platense because Platense are in just as bad form pretty much uh, And then Argentinos Juniors versus Independiente Rivadavia i will go for another win for Independiente Rivadavia And Defensa Uticia versus Central Córdoba de Santiago del Estero. It's going to be a draw
1: Oof yeah, a
0: yeah. slightly surprising one, I think, there, because I feel like Defensive of DC are actually a stronger team. They in fact are in by far the strongest much thing. better yeah. form. But I've said it now.
2: So already piece. regretting that prediction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but we'll
2: find out what happens. To uh, be fair, their last game was against Tigre, and Sedragoros was against Boca. Yes. That will help or hinder anyone's form, Indeed. depending on how you look at it.
3: Colleague yeah. meeting some mythic Andres, but I yes, I think that our an answer will be Tigre. Mm. Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> that they, they no, will draw. No. Okay. Mystic Chris says
1: Neither room 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 so. can score goals, so. that Racing won't score against Yeah, but they're home and
3: they will have a lot of
2: pressure.
0: But, yeah. We shall see. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for listening. We will be back in your ears at some point. I'm going to be brave and say next week, I imply that I am going to get this episode uploaded before the end of the weekend because, as I said, I'm full of work at the moment uh for now thanks for listening and goodbye from andres thank you goodbye dan goodbye chris thank you take care and me thank you and (laughs) goodbye